It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked on Thunder podcast, the Oklahoma City Thunder get their first win of the season. They come back from down 26 points to top the LA Lakers. Russell Westbrook and Darius Baisley have beef now. SGA's a star. Josh Giddy was super impressive in this win on his way to his first double-double of his career. Lou Dort was incredible. This was a butterfly game. What do I mean by that? Coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Sergeant Chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder game against the LA Lakers, where the Thunder have their first one of the year. They come back from down 26 points. A recap that has so much stuff involved that's surely going to trickle into tomorrow. But we're for sure going to get to Russell Westbrook's feud with Darius Baisley, SGA's great game, Baisley's fantastic game, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, and the butterfly game that was tonight. But we start the way we always do with our game overview. And in this game, it was simple. Anthony Davis was in tonight. Russell Westbrook was in tonight. Out for the Lakers was LeBron James, Taylor Horton Tucker, and Thunder legend, Trevor Ariza. They were all out tonight. Wayne Ellington was also out tonight for uh, the Lakers as well. So this game, second half back-to-back for both teams. Important to note that. Of course, the Thunder are the youngest team in the NBA. 
The Lakers are the oldest team in the NBA. A bit of a dichotomy there. The Thunder were without Mike Muscala, which is a big deal because Muscala is a part of some of their best lineups. In fact, he's a part of their best overall lineup, according to the data. So one of their most important pieces, Mike Muscala, which is where this team is at, that he's one of the most important pieces. Paul Watson Jr., Aaron Wiggins also were out with the G League training camp. The starters tonight were SGA, Dort, Giddy, Baisley, Favors. For the Lakers, it was Russ, Monk, Bazemore, AD, and DeAndre Jordan. The big things tonight, just in terms of this overall game, which was probably the funnest game you're going to see all year long in terms of the Thunder. I mean, it was an awesome game at home. The Thunder got down 26 in what felt like a blink of an eye. This game felt over. I mean, I, mean, I tweeted out at halftime, right before halftime, whenever SGA made a step back three, that that's like the only thing, plus that plus my job are the only two things that keep are keeping me invested in this game of watching SGA try these step back threes. And also my job is to watch the game. And then the unthinkable happens and, and just the, the feistiness of the thunder happened. The thunder had no answer for AD in the post. They had no answer for the lob threats that, L, that LA can produce in that first half. In this game, you only saw one tie and one lead change. This was, this was a, a, a tailor-made game to where second, I have a back-to-back. It's a young team. They don't know how to close out games. They don't know win games. And they just got ran off the court by a more experienced team and a better team and, and, and a title contender versus a, a team that's projected to be worse in the NBA and, and, and last in the Western Conference. That's what it looked like in the first half. And then the Thunder came roaring back. The Thunder won the rebounding battle by two rebounds. LA turned it over 17 times to OKC's 15 times. Both teams shot an even 50% from the floor, while Oklahoma City hit 40% of their threes to LA's 31%. The Lakers made better free th- a better free throw percentage and had more second chance points. But for the first time all year, the Thunder did lose the fast break battle. And at the end of the day, surprisingly enough, the Thunder and the Lakers were tied 54 all in the paint. This was the first night that it felt like the Paycom Center, that it felt like the Thunder fan base was there and you could feel it. You could feel the energy. You, you, it, was a, it was a Thunder game again. It was a Thunder home game again. First time all season long it's felt that way. And this Thunder team kept chipping away, kept chipping away, got it within 10. And then whenever you're an older team or a team in general, as we've saw, we saw for years in Oklahoma City, when you get those big leads and then you let the other team creep back in, it's a lot harder to start and stop. It's a lot harder to get revved back up again once you've coasted. And that's what happened tonight. The Lakers just could not rev back up. And unfortunately, one of the leading stories tonight is Russell Westbrook going after Darius Baisley at the end of the game. And if you didn't know what happened, if you watched the game, Darius Baisley got a steal and dunked the ball with a second left after the steal to ice the game for Oklahoma City. The steal was in a position where Baisley could have just dribbled out the clock and, and it'd be over. In real time until Russ's reaction, the sideline of Oklahoma City was cheering. The fans were cheering. Nobody thought anything of it until Russ's reaction. And Russell Westbrook yells at him, tells him not to do that. Uh, and then Lou Dort and SGA stick up for their guy and get in between him and him and Russ and, and Baisley, get in between those two guys, uh, Dort and SGA do. Uh, Russell's kicked out of the game with a technical foul, and he's just livid. And he says after the game that he can't let that stuff slide because he's old school. And he makes a big production out of Baisley dunking the basketball. And this is just the attitude that we're used to having with Russ. And we've had to defend it for years. And, and still, to a degree, 
you defend it because he's the best player in franchise history, everyone's favorite player in franchise history, and, a, and an all-time legend. But at some point, you got to call a spade a spade. This was a ridiculous act from Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook was a baby tonight. And I'm sorry, but Russell Westbrook at 30 years old watched Paul George, another grown man, do the exact same thing to the 10th degree because Paul George in the playoffs went down 2-0, called for the ball at half court whenever the Thunder could have dribbled it out, and then ran the lane and dunked the ball in a 120-108 deficit. A 120-108 deficit. Paul George calls for the ball, Bremer and Felton, runs down the clear lane and just does a double-clutch pullback dunk, which basically just easily dunked it and did not make a show of it in a 123-115 in a to game. So Russ Westbrook at age 30 let it slide because he hated Portland, he hated Dame, and didn't give a damn. So I'm sorry, the excuse of, I'm old school, I can't let that slide, or, oh, he's just trying to teach his guys, he's trying to teach these young guys of his organization how to win. That doesn't fly with me. He's soft. He's a baby. He got frustrated that the the Lakers lost, and he wanted to make it all about him. He wanted to steal away what should have been a great moment for the Thunder, a great cherry on top of the best game of Baisley's career, and he wanted to be about himself because he's a baby. Let me tell you something, Russell Westbrook. I'd be more concerned personally if I was Russell Westbrook about the 26-point blown lead, the fact that when leading by 25 points or more, the Lakers coming into tonight, including playoffs, were 230 and zero. Now they're 230 and one because they lost to the projected worst team in the NBA by blowing a 26 point lead whenever Russ scored 20 points on 20 attempts. 20 points on 20 attempts with 10 turnovers and a minus 12 for the game. That's what I'd be concerned about, Russell Westbrook. That's what I'd be trying to get in order. Not some 23 year old dunking the basketball at the end of a game. To be quite frank with you. And I know that you're supposed to defend Russell Westbrook to the death. And that's our responsibility as a Thunder community. But at some point, enough is enough. And I'll tell you, it was good to be on this side of a Russell Westbrook game. Where the the Thunder are daring Russell Westbrook to shoot a three. In a three-point game. Just leaving him wide open. That's what I'd be concerned about. That's what I would not let slide. I wouldn't let my locker room slide on blowing a 26-point lead to the Oklahoma City Thunder in the year of our Lord, 2021. I just wouldn't. But maybe that's too old school. Because the unwritten rules, Russ, that you didn't care about them whenever it was Paul George in a 120-108 to playoff game, in a series that you got embarrassed in, in a series that Portland took your lunch money and you tucked your tail between your legs and ran the other way. So I'm sorry, but that was ridiculous from Russell Westbrook. And I hope that everyone, including this podcast on the other side of this break, gives Darius Baisley the credit he deserves. Because that, that baby-like display from Russell Westbrook should not overshadow what Darius basically did. And, and the fact that the Thunder, you know, didn't outright say there was absolutely nothing wrong with, the, with what basically did, a little disappointing. Mark said that the, the team hadn't gone over those situations. Well, duh, because they hadn't won a game before. And 
who would have thought you'd be in a situation right now with the Lakers? But, you know, that was on him. They probably would have just dribbled it out had they gone over the situation before and that they had a talk with Baisley after the game. Baisley did nothing wrong. And if Westbrook didn't react that way, nobody would care. Nobody would care. Coming up, we'll talk about Darius Baisley and much more. And I do want to say, Russell Westbrook is, forever will be, the best player in Thunder basketball history. Love Russell Westbrook. He's an awesome player. But just because you're awesome does not absolve you from being a baby in this instance. Now, rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you could have gone to rockauto.com and find all the parts that your car would ever need. That's right. All the parts your car would ever need. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars. Not a single thing about cars. But that's okay. Because I don't have to know anything about cars. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time, effort, or money on parts I cannot use or parts I do not need. rockauto.com is awesome. And they are going to help you out greatly. So go there right now to rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about Spox? And they'll know what to do from there. Rockauto.com. But I'll tell you right now, but good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. BetOnline is the number one place for basketball and football action this season with their new updated site and interface. I love, 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 love their new site and interface. It's, it's really as easy to use, streamlined, and very good. It has prop bets, odds, lines, all that fun stuff. So head over there right now. Sign up today at BetOnline.ag and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. They'll get you set. Use the code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, World Series happening right now, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. We are back on Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning. We're here for you every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network with the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, talking Thunder basketball every single day. Subscribe for free on all of your platforms, including on YouTube. Now, we've talked about Russell Westbrook's antics with the Baisley dunk. Again, a bit hypocritical. Nonetheless, Darius Baisley was flat out awesome. And if you listen to the show before, you're probably tired of hearing me defend Darius Baisley uh, viciously and defend Darius Baisley to the death and, and, and be the lone voice on Darius Baisley Island, building block Baisley. Uh, but tonight, there's just no disputing how great he was. 20 points on 57% from the floor, four for eight from deep, six rebounds, two assists, four steals, and a block. A block on AD, by the way, which sent him back to the half-court line and three turnovers. 31 minutes, amazing play by Baisley, responding nicely to a not-so-great game yesterday. Baisley has simply improved. And, you know, tonight is probably an outlier. Now, here, here's the thing, it probably is, because Baisley's not really shown the consistency, right? He'll have nights like tonight where this is what he can be. Like, Baisley's skill set, Baisley's athleticism, Baisley's base of a player can be this. Like, this, is, this, can, this doesn't have to be an anomaly. The thing is, he has had troubles in his career so far, and it's only been year three now, of being consistent. 
of, of building on this. You call him building block, building block Baisley. He's had trouble building on these big games, but he can do this. Like the thunder put him in very beneficial spots tonight, which, you know, that as I've called Mark, the best thunder coach of all time, and I've called Mark the, the greatest coach the thunder I've ever had. The, the most strategic coach and the best offense and the best defense and the best everything the Thunder have ever had, right? I, I think Mark is a phenomenal coach. I think that, that Sam Presti has found his coach of the future for when this team wants to be a championship-level team again. All that being said, the only criticism I've had of Mark so far in his career has been placing Baisley at times last year in the corner to just sit there and just sit there and spot up shoot in the corner and not really do much. And that's changed this year. And again, it's hard to point, pin that on somebody, right? Because we're not in the locker room. We're not in the locker room. We're not on the team. We don't know the reports. We don't know the game plans. We don't know anything. We're just kind of guessing, right? Those things are just guessing games. Is it? Is it the chicken or the egg, right? Is it Mark telling Baisley, last year, sit in the corner, don't move, and just stay there for a kickout? Or was that Baisley deciding, I'm not going to move and sit here in the corner? Either way, that was an issue. And it got addressed and fixed this year. So basically leading up to this game had already made significant improvements. Well, it might not have been the improvements that everyone wanted to see or up to everybody's standards. Although I say if those improvements that he made so far this year leading into tonight against the Lakers was not to your standards, you probably had too high of standards for four games into the season. Nonetheless, though, tonight was that breakout. Tonight was that eye popper. Tonight was the night where no one can complain, right? Because I've been somebody to point out all the good things that basically done this year. There's others out there will point out every negative thing Basley did and give him zero credit. There are people out there who say Basley has made zero progress, which is just false. It is false by data. It's false. It's false by statistically. It's false. He has made improvements. Tonight was a night where you cannot say anything other than Basley was fantastic. Basley was incredible. And you know what? Darius Basley needed that night tonight. He needed that, that confidence boost. He needed that, that reprieve from criticism of, there was no if, ands, or buts. Basley was awesome. He was really good considering the defensive assignments on defense. He was a fantastic on offense. And he'll carry this, hopefully, into the weekend and build on it. But we got to see that happen, right? That's the next challenge. How do you build on these big games? Like I said, his skill set as a pure pound-for-pound basketball player, this is what he can be. This is what he can do, as he's proven to you multiple times in his NBA career. The challenge, though, and what, and what sets players apart, what decides if a player is a building block or not, what is the razor-thin edge in the margins of an NBA player is how they build. How do they turn this good game into two good games, into three good games, and eventually just become a good player? That's all this really is when you think about it. It's turning one good game into two, into three, into 40, into 50, into 70, into 120, into 1,000 games. And all of a sudden, now you're a great player. But you got to get that building step now. You, you've got to build on these games. You can't go up and down as much anymore. That's still going to happen though he's 23 years old. But I want to see him turn one game into two. And then two into three. And that kind of progression there. Baisley was awesome tonight. And, and the thing about Baisley is he doesn't have to be this to be a really important piece of the future. He doesn't have to be 20 points a night on four for eight from three, two assists, four steals, and a block with six rebounds to go along with it. He doesn't have to do that, but it's what he can do. And given the opportunity in 31 minutes tonight, he was able to do it. And, and there was something about him in the pregame, whenever he was talking to us pregame, that he was locked in. He was very short with his answers. He understood he needed to get better. He understood he had to build on that. And 
going back to the going back to the uh, media day session, whatever he talked about how whatever Mark says to do, I'm going to go do. Mark's like a parental figure to me. He compared the head coach Mark Thignot to his mother, which stood out greatly to me. It sounded as though he got a challenge from Mark because Mark openly said to us before the game uh, that Baisley was really bad against the Warriors and needed to be better. And he understands he understands that he needs to be better. And so mixing that response from Mark with the shortness and the brevity of Baisley's pregame and the kind of the hyper-focus of Baisley's pregame, to me, it's, it's felt like Mark challenged him and Baisley, as he told us in media day, would do anything for Mark and he stepped to that challenge and was fantastic tonight. Fantastic. And if there's any player on this roster that deserves it, who gets unbelievable hate online and just incredibly, incredibly irrational hate, mysterious basically. It really is. So I am rooting for him, obviously, and he's he has made very big strides this year, even before this game, as you can tell from the way we talk about him on this podcast all week. So go back and listen to those episodes. And coming up, we'll talk more about SGA and Josh Giddy, who carried this team along with Baisley, to a huge comeback win. But first, once here right now, we're good friends over at Postmates. Postmates is incredible. Do you smell that? That's a very fantastic Italian hero right now from your local sub shop place. My favorite. You can get those things as the best part of your day delivered to you, showing up at your door, at your office, wherever you're at, on Postmates. With Postmates... I get all my favorite foods from the local restaurants in my neighborhood delivered with not le- while not leaving the house. And even better, no getting in a car, no finding a parking spot, no going inside, no waiting in the drive-thru line, no burning gas that way. It, I'm just sitting at home. And Postmates is not just burritos and sushi. No, 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 my friends. Postmates, you can order anything you want to, like toothpaste, phone chargers, all on demand too, and get it in a hurry from places like Walgreens and 7-Eleven. And also on Postmates, you can find those items. And you know what? Sometimes you just want a nice 7-Eleven Slurpee. Who doesn't? But you don't want to go out there to the, to the gas station and get it at midnight. Have somebody deliver it to you from Postmates. So just download the Postmates app on your iOS phone or Android device. Find your favorite foods or that one thing you forgot to get at the store and get it delivered on demand. And for a limited time only, Postmates is giving just our listeners a little something extra. New customers will get 50% off your first five orders of $50 or more when you use the code locked on NBA. That's locked on NBA. You get 50% off your first five orders of $50 or more, max saving of $100 per order. Just download the Postmates app or sign up today online. It's super easy. Offer to uh, subject to change, taxes and fees apply. Offer valid through thir- uh, 30 days after you add your promo code to your account. Your promo code is LOCKEDONNBA on Postmates. What's here right now? We're good friends over at Sweatblock. Sweatblock is doctor created and doctor recommended. Works up to seven days per use. It is a very, very fantastic product because folks, I sweat a lot. And that's embarrassing. Don't be sweating while you're broadcasting, podcasting, presenting, going on a date, Doing anything you're doing in life, don't be sweating. Are you kidding me? Don't be sweating walking around a grocery store. You don't want to be sweating. No. So use Postmates. Swipe yourself with these posts with the with these with these sweat block with these sweat block swipers. Swipe yourself <laughs> and 
you'll be dry shirt guaranteed, no sweat guarantee. Folks, let me tell you, you can not just swipe your armpits where it presents you from prevents you from pinning out, which it does do that. But you can also swipe your chest, your back, your feet, your hands. Use it anywhere. Let me tell you, I mean, use it anywhere. That you sweat. Sweat block is incredible. You should use it. It's the number one antiperspirant on Amazon. You can find it also at your local CVS or go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code locked on and save 20% at sweatblock.com. Go get that today. We are back on Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning. And we really, really appreciate that. Now, let me tell you this. SG is a star, folks. He is a star. And there was another noticeable change in his game tonight. He plays 37 minutes. He scores 27 points, hits five of 11 threes, nine rebounds, five assists, and only two turnovers. He made some fantastic passes, and he was very aggressive. What changed to me was the fact that he no longer cared about the right play at times tonight. When this game got close, when this game got to the point where the Thunder could make a comeback, it stopped mattering about the right play. And that's a good thing. And, and here's what I mean by this. SGA the last two years, whenever he's taken over the team, has been somebody that's very by the book, right? It's like Chris Fisher. Chris Fisher, you can love him or hate him. By the definition and by the book and by protocols and by the standard of a professional broadcaster, Chris Fisher is the best in the world. Like he will do everything textbook. He's not going to give you the, the corny cliches. He's not going to give you the Homer excitement. He's not going to give you the high rising. He's going to do everything by the book. He's going to excel at it. Now, you can say you prefer the over-the-top Homer announcers. You can say that you prefer the Gus Johnson 50,000 catchphrases and screaming at you all game. Chris Fisher is everything by the book. and He's by far the most disciplined regimen broadcaster you're ever going to see. He's, he is what they should teach you in Big J school of somebody who never goes against the grain, never goes against protocols. He is, he is incredible at his job. He is incredibly sound. And to this point in his career, SGA has been the same way. He's been, he's going to make the right basketball move. It doesn't matter what the decision making is in terms of who I'm passing to, who I'm giving this ball to, what the situation is. I'm going to do what's best in the world of basketball. If I have a good shot, but Isaiah Roby over here is a great shot. I'm giving the ball to Isaiah Roby and taking the great shot. That's been SGA's mindset so far. And it's helped him create a very efficient play style where his percentages are very, very high, astronomically high even. But sometimes, especially on teams like this, your good shot whenever you're SGA or your average shot, and sometimes even your below average, very difficult shot is better than your teammates' great shot. And so the change you saw from SGA at times today, without it being without it being catastrophic, without it being detrimental, with it actually helping, right? And this is a fine line. And this is where you know, it gets difficult on superstars. This is a fine line to walk. What's the line here in terms of making the right play and being selfish or being uh, or, or being somebody who takes bad, difficult shots because you're just that guy? It's a fine line to walk. And SJ did that walk brilliantly tonight because he no longer hunted the great shot or the right basketball decision. He hunted the, how can I make this team win? How can I get this team an edge? SJ took difficult shots tonight. He was aggressive tonight. He was... He was getting himself going. And 
He was able to walk the line. He was able to take difficult shots and not worry that his free throw percentage went down and not worry that he maybe was less efficient than he could have been right uh, from the field. Really good from three, but from the field, less efficient than he could have been, even while still shooting 36% from the floor. But, you know, still way down from what we're used to seeing SGA at, obviously. Right? He was a he was almost a 50-40-90 guy last year if he could get his free throws up. Like he was incredibly efficient. But with SGA, you, you don't care about the low efficiency in games like tonight whenever he's dragging you back in a 26-point lead. And then, though, here's the kicker. Here's what, here's what has that star power. Because it's easy just to say he's a star and move on. No, I want to explain that that's not just a throwaway line here. That's not just something that we're just saying just because it's convenient and it's the hometown guy and we want to get you excited about the future. No, no. He has the star stuff. He dragged this team back into the game. And then when it got tied, when the Thunder took the lead and the Lakers start doubling him, he goes back to that mindset of, I'm going to do everything by the book. I'm going to do everything the right way. And he uses himself as a decoy. He doesn't touch the ball. It's Josh Giddy and Derek Favors running a two-man game with the game on the line. And Giddy summed it up perfectly. If SGA told Mark in that huddle at that timeout, hey, no, 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 I'm not a decoy. You give me the ball. I'm your guy. I'm going to go get that bucket. If he told Mark that in the huddle, nobody bats an eye. Nobody resents him. Nobody hates him. And you live and die with your guy. But instead, but instead... SGA says, hey, they're doubling me. I'll be a decoy. I'll take two defenders with me. And from there, we have one of the best passers in the league in Josh Skiddy to run a two-man game with a veteran who understands the situation and understands how to finish. And y'all just go to work. And I'll take two guys with me. So now we're playing four on three. That stuff, that maturity, that growth, and that star power is what we're talking about whenever we say that Shea has that star potential because he can walk the line. He can claw you back into a game and then steady his heart rate and go back to doing what's right for him for his game. When that adrenaline's pumping and you've just drugged this team back from the depths of hell at a 26-point comeback and that crowd is the way it was tonight, which was an awesome crowd, by the way, pat yourself on the back. It's easy to get in that moment, that heat of the moment, and throw caution to the wind and decide you're going to be that guy. You're going to take the difficult shot. You're going to try to win this game for the Thunder. He didn't do that. He resigned himself to that very you know, nature of being a star and kind of being the backseat at the end of the game for the betterment of the team. And Josh Giddy was awesome tonight. 18 points, 10 assists, 2 rebounds, a steal, 4 turnovers as the primary ball handler for a young guy who's not very uh, bad. And then the efficiency. You mentioned it before. It's surprising how efficient that Josh Giddy is. 53% from the floor, 40% from three, 205. Special passes. You know, the ball in his hands at the end of the game with two minutes left was incredible. You know, less than a minute left even was incredible. And I swear to you, Josh Giddy can get that floater anytime he wants it. It's very impressive watching Josh Giddy with that floater. He even had a left-handed floater in this game, which was pretty wild. Like you go to little league gyms around the around the state of Oklahoma here in a couple of years. Every little kid is going to be jacking up floaters, just jacking up floaters. So be ready. If you're going to coach youth basketball, you're going to have a lot of kids who want to practice floaters. But, but this was a butterfly game. What I mean by that is this is a game that when you're sitting back on your couch tonight, where you're sitting in the arena, however you're consuming this game, if you're a Thunder fan, 
you had to have butterflies. You had to have butterflies of what this future can entail because the Paycom Center was rocking. It, the energy, you could feel it through the television. You can feel it in the stadium. The players felt it. The energy was there. Your two guys, your two blue chippers, SGA and Josh Giddy, were fantastic. We're two of the three best players on the court tonight. We're your two blue chippers in the game against the LA Lakers who are title contenders. Baisley was awesome. Lou Dort was awesome tonight. And they did what they had to do. They never went away. They never backed down. They were feisty. They went to work. They embodied the city. They embodied the community. And they went and got a win as a fun, scrappy young team that might not have many more wins in front of them this year. But tonight was the flash you wanted to see. Tonight was a night we'll look back on. Hopefully one day we'll look back on tonight and say, that was a night that built what this team ends up being. And hopefully we look back on this, in respect, as a very great day. A very great day in Thunder Thunder history. The better day today was Oklahoma City plus five and a half. We're back on the high side again with a cash out. My money ball pick was SGA. And SGA barely edges out Darius Baisley, five to four from three. Of course, SGA is my MVP for what we just laid out there and the MVP of the MSSGA. The song of the day is Time by Pink Floyd. Tomorrow, we'll talk about setting the table for the weekend. The rotation talk from Mark was interesting. Power making roundup, and of course, checking on the improvements that each young player has made as we wanted to see them make this season. So thank you again for listening to Locked on Thunder, your daily podcast with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thank you again for subscribing for free on all platforms. Enjoying the show. The comments have been awesome. Uh, the, the DMs, the mentions, the comments on YouTube. Everything's been awesome. I appreciate you guys a lot. Uh, again, still love Russell Westbrook. I know that a lot of you, Russell Westbrook stands probably have not made it to this point after that rant I went on earlier, but I do love Russell Westbrook. It's it's just that there's moments in time where he does things that you got you to gotta call out. And I did that same thing when he was here and I also do it whenever he's with LA. But I still love him. Still waiting for LA to get a ring this year because the Thunder obviously are not going to be in that ring hunt. So I'm still hoping that Russ gets his ring. It was just kind of a weird situation for us. Anyway, thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter at RylanOzgorStyles. Talk to you tomorrow. Until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 